0: Coming up, we're gonna be talking about Star Wars, Star Trek, the new Iron Man. I mean, so much more. Captain America's getting a statue in Brooklyn. All that and more on this episode of Diz Pop. Diz Pop is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey, everybody, I am your host, Rhino Clavin, and today it's just me. It's the week of our 10th anniversary Disney, or, well, next Monday is the Monday coming up, and um, I figured I would just pop in and do a quick news um, episode of Diz because there's been some pretty big stories that I figured we should just talk about. Figured I'd get it out of the way. And, um, you know, give you guys something to listen to while you're on your way down here on Friday. And I look forward to meeting everybody. Um, Just a little bit of housekeeping before we get started. I still don't have the, well, the Ghostbusters review episode of the movie is up on iTunes now. If anyone wants to check that out, I recommend seeing the movie. Spoiler alert. Um... There's the Ghostbuster Legacy talk I had with Oliver, where we make an ecto-cooler alcohol-themed beverage. That's in the last episode of Diz Pop, so be sure you check that out. Um, and then I am almost done with the arts and crafts video. I It's going to be a couple more days. I had a trip to the emergency room, as I said in the last episode. Um, unfortunately, there was a little bit of an accident. Um, I'm okay. Thank you, everybody. Who cares? If you don't, then... Get out. Uh, but either way, I'm fine. Um, I'm just, I have to get the feeling back in my left hand a little bit more. Um, I can I can move my fingers and everything, so that's good. Um, just, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Just a couple more days, so I'll probably go up after the Disney and I'll just throw it in there for you guys. But it's a fun craft, and I really don't want you to miss out. It's a fun summer craft. Um, so with that, let's just we'll kind of just operate right in here, all right? Um, first off, we'll do our Disney at the box office, which, um, Finding Dory is now the highest, uh, is the biggest domestic movie of the year and now is the highest grossing animated release of all time domestically. That's domestic. Um, it's standing at about 445 and a half million as of um, this last weekend. Um, here's the uh, the top five list though. So it's Dory with 445 and a half right now. Shrek 2, that was at 441.2. Um there's The Lion King at 422.7, and then Toy Story 3 at 415, and Frozen at 400.7 million. So good for you, Dory. Good for you swimming up in there. That's a good film. And I think that movie's still got a couple, a little bit of life left in it too. It's still got a ways to go. So I'm pretty sure it's gonna, whereas the rest of these kind of stand very close together, I think Dory's gonna swim on up a bit, a bit higher, if it's anything like Zootopia. I'm gonna apologize for anybody watching right now. It looks like I'm not looking at the camera, but it's because the viewfinder's on the right. So I'm just trying to make sure it's all good. So somebody complained about that once and I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. I can only do so much. Um, Anyway, so let's talk about Ghostbusters. Now we did the episode talking about it leading up to it. We did the movie review, and now it's opened. It's out. I've seen it twice. I'll probably go again tomorrow. It opened um, to $46 domestically, which doesn't sound like a lot. However, that is the highest opening for a Melissa McCarthy movie. Surprising, right? And um, the highest opening for a Paul Feig movie as well, which which also is actually pretty surprising to me because he's, I mean, he's the comedy guy. I mean, Spy was great, um, but... Um, it just barely missed the top spot with Secret Life of Pets coming out on top, which I was a little surprised about. I, I do recommend it. I think if you're open to the idea of the Ghostbusters reboot, the fact that there is more than one Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters is a team and an idea. like You have to think about it in the Power Ranger perspective where kind of like anybody can be a Ghostbuster. So I, I need people to get over it and just see it or just that's fine if it's okay not to like it, it's okay. But anyway, Movies not opening in China. so that's a little bit of a, you know, that's the second largest film market in the world right now. So it, that's a little, it's it's kind of a, a missing market, a major market for this film. Um, however, it's kind of opening, opening right, right on target, right where they thought it would. And the Rory Brewer, the president of worldwide distribution for Sony said, there's no doubt in his mind that there's gonna be more movies which is great. And in the last episode, I spoke about a movie, uh, an animated movie that was taking place in the future. So, and I just read an article today that it's not actually a movie, it's a TV show. And it's going to be called Ecto Force. Um, and that was originally reported as a feature, but that's coming out in 20, 2018, it looks like. Uh, so I look forward to that. I love Ghostbusters. So uh, any Ghostbusters out there in the world, I don't care. I really do hope they make another one with all these women. They're very talented. Leslie Jones was actually my favorite of the bunch, surprisingly enough, because leading into the previews, I thought, oh, she's just going to be a, a shouter. And I'm going to apologize for anybody listening or watching. My two dogs were asleep, and now they are started going a little So uh, One's trying to eat the rug. The other one is rolling around on the ground like crazy. I, th- I think they are upset that we're not filming them talking about corgis, but... Tough luck, puppies. So anyway, um, I read something interesting too, which I would be totally on board with, not because it's going back to the old Ghostbusters, but just because I love I love movies that play with universes. And it's so apparently um, there were it's um, Retman, Ivan Rettman, who we all know he directed the first two Ghostbuster movies, and he produced this one. He's the one who is the head of the Ghost Corps um, entity of Sony. But anyway, he says that there was an idea to bridge the old and the new Ghostbuster films, but he doesn't like the term cinematic universe. He hates using those terms. He says it diminishes what we're going to end up doing, but we're hoping we can make sense of these two parallel movies, the original series and the phase reboot. We have an idea for it and we're working on it. And I love that because the Ghostbusters has always been kind of about dimensions, traveling to different dimensions and stuff like that. And I think that that would be kind of push the boundary, but in a way, I don't want to insult this movie that's there right now. So I kind of maybe hope they save that for a third movie. I don't know. I just feel like this movie stood, it needs to be more confident in itself and, you know, go from there. But just a heads up to it's uh we're officially under the 300 day count for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's exciting. I'm looking forward to that sequel as well. and um, a new character, oh, excuse me, I'm skipping ahead. A Beauty and the Beast, um, they released the poster for the new film starring Emma Watson, directed by Bill Condon, who did the last two uh, Twilight movies, which were terrible. And, uh, but he did um, the Mr. Holmes, the Sherlock Holmes movie with Ian McKellen that was pretty good. So check that out if you haven't seen it. So a little personal, we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna bring some pop in outside of Disney. However, they were once owned by Disney for a stretch there. The Power Rangers, um, they've debuted their teaser poster. And it's interesting, cause it's like the lightning bolt in the sky. However, don't get me started. They changed the original series to lightning Bolt, So I feel like this teaser poster, it looks cool for whatever movie it is, but it doesn't say Power Rangers because nobody's going to recognize that lightning bolt as being Power Rangers. It looks like The Flash. So the teaser poster's a little... For those of you who are listening, it's it's basically just a um, really far-off shot of four people standing on the roof of a car, one next to the car, and like the skyline above it, and the stars kind of make up a lightning bolt. And it says, which, which I really enjoy, it says, together we are more. And they kind of released this right after the shooting, which I... I don't know, I, I like that. It was like, it's touching to me. It's kind of the right message. And so some more interesting things on this film have come along. One being that Brian Cranston is cast as Zordon. What? That's pretty awesome to me. However, you sh- if you don't know, Brian Cranston um, was actually a, a, a voice of two different characters. One of them was Snizzard. And the original Power Rangers series and the character of Billy, Billy Cranston, was named after him. Uh, Brian Cranston's been doing a round of interviews and describing this new Power Ranger movie as basically the equivalent of how the original Power Rangers, how the original Batman TV show in the 60s with Adam West was, is comparable to the Dark Knight Christopher Nolan series or the Tim Burton movie. So, cool. I mean, exciting. Like, that, you shouldn't think of the two the same at all. So... That's pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to it, especially now, they've started, the production materials are rolling in. So they have the character posters of all the Rangers individually. Again, the lightning, it's their color. The the bottom says like the character's name, or I'm sorry, it's down the side. Like, so Billy, it's a blue kind of poster with the lightning bolt shining on their face. Um, Again, cool poster. It's just, that's not their lightning bolt. So it doesn't pack that punch. But I'm enjoying this marketing campaign. They did it for each one of the Rangers, and now today, USA Today, released a shot of the Rangers finally in their costumes. So we, a couple months ago, were treated to um, what the costumes were gonna look like, but I don't know, it didn't look good. It looked like it was just CGI, like it was the rendering of what they were gonna look like. This shot of the Rangers in their costumes, um, I, I I'm getting on board because they look really cool when they're like this. I understand they don't look anything like the original Power Rangers costumes, but man, these are cool looking costumes when they're up front like that, like when they're in this side shot without their helmets on. I am very excited. So I'm gonna be talking about that quite a bit. Nerd alert too. I'm actually going to a Power Ranger convention, the Power Morphicon, which is in Pasadena next month in August and I'm sorry, but there's going to be an episode of Diz Pop about my adventure. I'm an adult. I've been wanting to go for years. They only do it every other year. So I've been trying to wait for about 10 years because this is the fifth one. But I thought this is the time to do it. You know, I've been to California now. I'm familiar. I, you know, it's like we've got, um, we've got Brian Cranston's probably going to be. I mean, who's not? How do we know if he's going to be there or not? I don't know. I'm sure the movie cast is going to be there. This is an officially sponsored event. So I'm sure movie cast, there's a new TV show coming out with people. It's the year to go. And the guests that have been rolling in, it's basically every actor that's ever been on Power Rangers in the 23 years it's been on TV. Side note too, Brian Cranston doing all those, um, those interviews about being in Power Rangers. He keeps saying he did the voice. He keeps saying he did the voice 35 years ago. And the show's only been on the air for 23 years. I wish somebody would just be like, Hey, Brian, it wasn't that long ago, but the man's done so much in his career. I, you know, I just can't even believe, at this point I can't even believe he can remember any of it to be honest with you because it's just, he's, he's only 60, he just turned 60, and he is just, he has the most diverse resume of any actor I've maybe in history ever. I feel like he should be awarded a, an award for that alone. Oh, my puppies a my puppies are going crazy. So Star Wars Celebration was just this last weekend in England, and we got treated to some new Rogue One, a Star Wars story stuff, marketing material, I guess. Um, and it, we got a teaser poster that I think looks pretty cool. It's basically that new planet, that tropical planet, but with like um, the Death Star looming in the background. That's no moon. And then the, uh, the tagline on it was, I wrote it down, a rebellion built on hope. So clearly they're driving it home. I don't know why Disney is like worried that people aren't gonna know that this is a spinoff. I don't think people are gonna care. I just think people love to go to the movies and Star Wars is the thing that says, hey, let's go to the movies. Um, yeah, I do apologize. You can't really see it on the monitor behind me. I, I was trying, but the lighting's a little weird right now. So my bad, you can't turn that monitor's brightness down. So. Yeah, just yeah. It is what it is. For those of you listening, you don't care. You're just enjoying listening. Maybe you're not enjoying listening, but anyway. Um. So uh, let me see if there was any other information. So fans in attendance were treated to a new poster as well as the features. Um, as uh, to a new poster as well that features the one and only Darth Vader. That can't be right. Poster. I I do know that they were they saw Darth Vader. Um, oh, apparently there was a trailer. Maybe that's what I meant, not, not poster. Um, and it's the new trailer, so they saw that first, but it, it's very much pushing the idea that there are no Jedi and the Force is not very present in this. Um, if you haven't seen the video, you should go on, um, check it out. I'll, pu- I'll put a link, I think I can do that. I'll put a link in the description of this video. But just, I mean, just go to YouTube and Google search, like, Rogue One. I'm sure it's, like, the first one that's going to come up. I watched it this morning. It's pretty, the footage from it, I'm excited. It's going to be pretty cool. Okay, so I'm going to hop over to another sci-fi universe that we all love so very much, and that is Star Trek. It's been around for about 50 years at this point, which is insane to me, Um, but all different types of iterations and this week on July 22nd Star Trek Beyond is going to hit the um, cinemas and it's getting great reviews it's getting really good word of mouth it's 91% right now with the critics and they're saying that it is a an enjoyable feature like that it's got a new director this time around it's not JJ um, Abrams just produced Justin Lin who um, did Fast and Furious one of the Fast and the Furious movies he is directing this one and apparently the action's fantastic it's a nice like it's not it they're saying it's better than the last one but not quite 2009 but i honestly don't think any movie's going to come up to that one because that one is just almost perfection perfection so not it's not it's not very often that you know I, uh, i don't know that movies like that come around I, you know that are can be blockbusters but that well i don't know it's also the coming together movie where it's like Kirk, and why everyone is important to Kirk, and how it all goes. It's just, it's a perfect storm of a film. And um, I'll have to do a retrospective look back at the series as a whole after I see the third one, but I love them all. They're all great, they're great films, and I'm a big fan of Star Trek. And some exciting news has come out. They've decided that the character of Sulu is gonna be gay in the new film. I should have thrown up a spoiler alert at that point. However, it is about, it's extremely early on in the film, and it is like 30 seconds of a scene or something like that. It's just one of those quiet, little, not a lot of attention brought to it. He does have a daughter in the film. As you as you remember, in Star Trek Generations, um, we meet Sulu's daughter at the helm of the Enterprise D? C? I can't remember the, which Enterprise it was at the opening of that one, but we meet his daughter there. So I... I they've decided they're saying that they've decided that that character is gay in the universe. And there was a whole big controversy. Surprisingly enough, George Takei was not happy about that. They said it altered Gene Roddenberry's original vision. And then, um, you know, everybody kind of felt bad, but then Simon Pegg argued, argued out elsewise. And then he had a whole thing about why he said how it could be in this universe. And then, um, Zachary Quinto was a little bit, or Quinto Quinto. I don't know. He he was upset um, with the reaction and stuff. So it kind of went back and forth. But Su- uh, Sulu, excuse me, George Takei has um, also explained why he w- felt the way he was again. So it's kind of just been going back and forth. I think it's cool. I'm excited that it's an already established character and they didn't have to create a new character. So it wasn't like a big to-do about it. And of all, you know, it, they even said that making, making Sulu gay was a nod to George Takei because, you know, he's you know, an activist. And so it's upsetting that he wasn't finer, but it is what it is. Everybody's got their opinions and you know what? That's fine. But I think it's cool. I look forward to it. Now, I do have some exciting news that J.J. Abrams and Paramount just announced this morning is that Chris Hemsworth will be back for Star- the next Star Trek movie. I guess uh, Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto and the rest of the cast are already signed up for the next one. So we will get a fourth Star Trek with all these these great people here. The question is how is Chris Hemsworth coming back? Because if you may remember, in 2009 Star Trek, Chris Hemsworth plays George Kirk, which is James Kirk's, James Tiberius Kirk's father, who died at the helm of the USS Kelvin, um, saving everyone in this Kelvin um, timeline, which is what we call the newer movies timeline. The original one's the original timeline, and this is the, or that's prime timeline? I'm not sure. I don't remember, but I do know the new one is called Kelvin, the Kelvin timeline. And... I think it's cool that they could get him back on board. the The rumor people right now are speculating that it's basically going to be closing the the loop between the first movie and this movie, and like, therefore, like, really solidifying that these movies is, exist in their own bubble of a universe. We'll see. It's Star Trek. It's 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 the unknown. You know what I mean? It, they can do whatever they want to do. Um, but in that Star Trek news as well, Netflix has picked up the rights to all Star Trek, all Star Trek everything for overseas um it and it includes the brand new tv show that's exclusive to cbs all access so that's that's pretty cool um it's gonna be the exclusive home of star trek in 188 countries but guess what it doesn't include us or canada so sorry canada i i'm upset too but each episode of the new show is going to be available to stream within 24 hours of its premiere on netflix so that's pretty cool that they're getting like right on that hulu kind of immediate pickup pace um it says all the episodes and movies will be on Netflix by the end of 2016. In Canada, Bell Media is going to handle the rollout of that new show on CBS. Um, with the pilot premiering on CTV, and then the remaining episodes um, in English are going to be on Space, and in French they'll be on Z, and then um, later exclusively on the Crave TV streaming video on demand service. So it's crazy how that all works out in different ways, but but it's cool. It's good. Everyone gets Star Trek. That's that's what's the that's what's great about Star Trek is it can be, I don't know kind of our universal thing it's hope it's it's what we want the future to be rather than this thing that's crumbling right now in front of us but um that show is going to begin production in toronto in september ahead of a january 2017 release and brian fuller who is the genius behind the beautiful and amazing television show hannibal is doing that so i and he actually got his start writing for deep space nine and voyager so i can't wait to or it might have been deep space nine next generation i can't remember but um i can't wait I'm I'm super excited. I'm very excited to see what a exclusive streaming Star Trek series looks like. Um we don't know much about it yet though. But on that Netflix um uh story, uh the Netflix and the CW have just signed a pretty big deal together. Um the CW and Netflix have confirmed a new multi-year output pack that significantly is going to accelerate the availability of CW scripted TV shows on Netflix. Uh for me, I and I'm sure for a lot of us out there, the nerds out there, I mean they now they're getting Supergirl season two. We're gonna have Arrow season five. We've got The Flash season three. Um Legends of Tomorrow season two. Supernatural. Um it's just it's the it's the network where I wanna watch stuff sometimes. I and I was like, Ugh, CW blue But those shows are all I love all those shows, so Um but the New Deal is gonna call for CW shows to become available on next Netflix eight days after each program's season finale, starting with the shows that air in the 2016 to 2017 season. I think this is awesome. I mean I'm I'm only like nine episodes into Flash season two and I lost it because even on um Hulu Plus it was like they would disappear after a while, so I couldn't I was missing one here and there and this is going to make it a lot easier for me to binge watch and catch up, so I am super, super excited for that. All right, so shifting down, we're still on Netflix, but we're shifting into the comic book realm, and Netflix has debuted the first poster for the Luke Cage show that's going to start streaming this fall, and it's definitely a callback to the to the comics. I mean, it is it's basically drawn, and it's in that yellow, which is you know, as you know, he wears the yellow shirt, and um, it looks pretty cool looks pretty cool i'm very excited for the show i i loved daredevil season two it was it was kind of a slower work through than the first season but it was still good and jessica jones was great i can't wait for the next season of that and um uh yeah and now, now this and then the defender series is going to be fantastic well I'm, i don't know but i'm assuming but we'll see we'll see it together so into the comic books we've got some big news because a 15 year old um, a 15 year old girl is looking to replace Tony Stark and you know, it's a, well, a 15 year old black girl is going to be replacing her. Her name is Riri Williams. She is, so I got a little bit of, little bit of quotes here, but, um, Brian Michael Bendis, um, who's a big comic book Marvel writer. He's writing civil war two, um, right now, which you should keep following. And I haven't read issue three, but I hear a major character death. No spoilers. Um, until I read it, and then we can spoil everything for everyone. I'm just kidding. We, I'm not. I'm not that person. But um, he said that the events of Civil War II are going to lead Tony away from full time adventuring. So the character of Riri, Willi- excuse me, Riri Williams has already made an appearance in the um, Invincible Iron Man comic. So pretty much all we know about her is that she goes to MIT and she's basically um, a genius. Her intelligence is rivaling that of Tony, um, and she's maybe even smarter than Tony. So. Get it, girl. Um, I'm all, I am I mean, it, it, she's a little young. It seems like Marvel is slowly trying, starting to skew their comic books to the teenager, the younger level. Um, I don't know how I feel about that lately. I also don't know how I feel about a 15-year-old. Like, Spider-Man's already pretty young. You know, it just seems irresponsible to have teenagers. I mean, it said the person who's a huge fan of Power Rangers. But um, it just seems a little parentally irresponsible to have children but i guess you don't know what your kids are doing when they're out fighting crime because you're a terrible parent i'm looking at you Aunt May. you can give all your speeches all you want but you don't know where your kids are um your nephew i mean her suit looks pretty cool um it was illustrated and designed by series artist stefano caselli uh the arc reactor as you will see in the photo, is missing, though. Um, But there is, however, this uh, triangle on her head that's glowing, and so people are speculating maybe that's the power source. It's interesting. It's a very unisexual costume. Like, it doesn't specifically look like a woman, but it doesn't look like a manny, which I like. I mean, I I like that it's not over-sexualized. It's about time, you know what I mean? Like, good God, women are, you know... I, I've said this before. It's just I hate that that women have these really awkward costumes, and then dudes are all armored up and everything. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little little more uh, crass is a word here, but it doesn't have boob armor. I I the, my number one issue with the new Power Rangers costume boob armor. It's boo. like it's I, I don't know why does every time a woman have to put on a suit and like show strength that all of a sudden her everything's boosted up and what you know. I don't know. Anyway, we'll move on from that. I'm I'm probably in the wrong demographic to really be answering that too. But uh, we also are going to have a new Iron Man at the same time as Rewi Williams. Victor Von Doom will also be Iron Man. That's right. The Fantastic Four, their number one villain, 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 Woo! their number one villain is going to put on uh, the suit in the infamous Iron Man. Now Riri's comic is going to be um, the invincible Iron Man. This one's the um, infamous Iron Man and that's going to replace international Iron Man. Good God. How do people keep this straight? But it's going to run alongside the invincible Iron Man, which is Riri's comic. Um, in this series, a presumably reformed Victor Von Doom is going to pick up the Iron Man mantle. Um, the series is being written by none other than Brian Michael Bendis and um, And the synopsis is, there is a new Iron Man in town and his name is Victor Von Doom. The greatest villain of the Marvel Universe will try something new. Where Tony Stark failed, Doom will succeed. What is Doom's master plan? This whole idea of having two different uh, characters suit up as Iron Man at the same time and neither of them as Tony is gonna be a smidge confusing, but, you know, they kind of, there's two Captain Americas right now too. There's Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson. So, I think people will survive, but it'll, it'll be interesting. I want to see if they all kind of like tie together too. I'm I'm interested to see how both of those characters become Iron Man. Uh, at that same time, Marvel has announced a new comic series coming out called Marvel. Uh, it's, it's called the champions. They're basically this group that after civil war two, they don't want to be a part of the Avengers anymore. So they quit. So it's the younger people, it's miles Morales. And you can see in the poster, they're burning their Avengers, uh, avengers cards because i mean why why would you not think that they would have id cards that they carry around with their secret identities who knew um they're junior members of the main team avengers and they're quitting in response to the moral feelings of their adult counterparts during civil war ii um let me see attitude is apparently a big part of why they've repurposed the champion's name. Um, and um, it's coming out in the fall, I believe. I went to the store and they said that's probably the earliest it will be. There's not really much known about it right now, but um, I'm kind of looking forward to it. It looks pretty cool. It's a, a, a Teen Team Supreme that refuses to adhere to the antiqua- antiquated, 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 wow. Antiquated ways of old, and the uh, roster so far that we know of is going to include, like I said, Miles Morales, the younger and formerly Ultimate Spider-Man, um, the current Nova Standard-Bearer Sam Alexander, Kamala Khan, who's uh, Ms. Marvel, Ms. Marvel, and then the totally awesome, the totally awesome uh, Hulk, who is Amadeus Cho, and Viv Vision, the synthesized daughter of the Vision. And I guess also is gonna be joining up the teenage version of Scott Summers, um, who's technically the same person as the adult Cyclops, who's also active in the universe, but he's got his own little displaced timeline storyline. I don't know, interesting. So Captain America is getting his own statue in Brooklyn um, to celebrate the, he's celebrating 75 years with this statue, but for the superhero's anniversary, Marvel is unveiling a 13 foot tall bronze cap at San Diego Comic Con, that's this coming weekend, July 20th through the 24th, before it heads east on a cross country t- trip and lands in Brooklyn's Prospect Park for a dedication ceremony on August 10th. Pretty cool. Um, the statue, which literally weighs a ton, features the movie quote, I'm just a kid from Bro- Brooklyn. Um, you know, he says that in uh, Captain America the First Avenger, but it features a pose of quote, symbolically chosen, or a pose that was quote, symbolically chosen to showcase the impressive strength of Captain America in his stoic form. Captain America's signature shield also takes prominence, paying homage to his heroism, indestructible power, and determination. Um, The company Comic Cave Studios, um, which designed this statue with the Marvel artists, will be selling a limited edition line of 750 12-inch bronze replicas and 100 made-to-order 35-inch pewter ones for the Captain America aficionados out there in the world. Um, interesting, pretty cool. I Next time I'm in New York, I will definitely have to make a trip and check out this uh, this statue for sure. I think that's going to kind of do it today. I don't want this episode to go on for too long. I always say that, and then it's like 45 minutes into the episode. But... Um... I want to talk about Pokemon Go really quick. I know that's not something I don't really like Pokemon. Um, I, I'm, but this app is sweeping the nation, oh, the world, as it were. Not to be dramatic, but it's it's insane the news stories I hear, and it's kind of a cool thing. It's it's apparently the most downloaded app in history. Um, Lots of users. Um, I've signed up for it. I've used it a little bit, but I thought it would be cool if we did a little video segment where we showed you guys how to play, what the whole deal is with the app, and then go to maybe one of the parks and and check it out and see what's going on because uh, Craig, Oliver, and myself stayed at the new Orlando Resort, um, the new Universal Orlando Resort, Sapphire Falls, this last weekend, and we ate one night at CityWalk, and we were walking back. Oh, my God. Every single person was playing Pokemon. I think there was an event there, but... It was kind of cool to see all these people interacting in this way. And I know a big thing is like people are saying, well, they're not really interacting. They're not really doing this, They're not doing that, whatever. You're having fun, that's fine. You're not hurting anybody, that's fine. With that said, this game has gotten a little crazy. Apparently people are just obsessive. You got to pay attention to what you're doing. People have walked off cliffs and died. People are being robbed because they're being lured for rare Pokemons. Um, A girl found a dead body in the river. There's another girl who got hit by a car because she ran across across a five-lane highway. Like, come on. Apparently her parent was with her too, so that's terrible. But uh, what's interesting is despite the success of the game, though, the Pokemon group and Nintendo are unwilling to license their property out for a movie adaptation just yet. And that's... That's kind of crazy, because I recently heard there was tr- they were trying to work on a live-action one. But um, the quote is, Pokemon Company and Nintendo are not focused on movie rights currently. The company doesn't want a movie deal de- uh, distracting its execs, nor does it want a deal to potentially detract them from the game. They view a movie deal only as a downside at this stage. I know, they're still hurting from that Mario Brother movie, I'm telling you. But... Um, Apparently the the idea is that a potential movie license deal would be worth anywhere between 5 and 10 million dollars um but nothing compared to the revenue the Pokemon app has generated thus far. I didn't even know you could down it's a free app. So I don't I'm curious how it's doing stuff, but I have heard some local businesses um so if you can become a gym or whatever uh you can go in and okay, so my friend Jill who owns the cupcake store who I believe may come Pokemoning with us may not, but she She, um, her store ended up being a gym somehow. And so she had a whole event there and she said, you know, come in. And if you, if you can find the rare Pokemon that she's looking for and and, like give her one, if you can even do that, I think that's what she had it set up like, but you'll get like a free cupcake or you can, if you have these rare ones, you can get the special rare Pokemon cupcake. It's pretty cute. It's, it's a really cool, I think it's, that's cool. Like how something like that, that's universal can, drive up business um for local local businesses so if you are a local business and you're taking advantage of that i'm just going to say good for you and smart to get on that that trend like that because it's a big deal i'm sure it'll burn out eventually and just the hardcore fans will be left but right now it's just people experimenting with a new augmented reality type of game um and i say have fun and i'm going to try it i'm going to try and get into it um I got to do my research a little bit and we'll see if we can game capture some of the screens and whatever and, and, and show it to you. So if you are listening, that might be an episode you want to tune into YouTube or, I, well, actually, I'm sorry. I don't think it'll be a whole episode. I think it's just going to be like a DizPop mini-sode, um, like just a little segment, a little fun, you know, um, if I can find time between now and the end of the week, uh, which doesn't seem likely because of all these crazy events that we're doing for, um, the, uh, dis Unplugged 10th anniversary, uh, meet this weekend to benefit, give kids the world. I'll try and get out there. Uh, if any of you listening right now, I'm going to see you. I-, I am very excited to meet everybody. Um, especially who's ever got my Ecto cooler Twinkies. I'm so excited. Uh, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, if, If you happen to be around and you see us and you're not doing the event, just say hi. Say, hey. Say, hey, what up? And you know what, guys? I'm going to make that Facebook page public. I have said this like five times now, but I am going to do it. And I am going to start updating stuff. Oh, that reminds me too. Um, Okay, so whenever I do these arts and crafts videos or whatever I talk about this stuff in here, what I'm going to start doing is... um, We're going to get the show show notes page going a little bit better. And um, in the description, the show notes page, I'm going to start doing little article write-ups too. So you can refer back to like the information I'm saying, but I want to start putting the links out there for you guys to get, because a lot of times I'll tell you where you can go to get it. Like, oh, you can find this at Walmart or Michaels, or I never condone anybody going to Walmart, but sometimes you can't find it anywhere but Walmart. But I'm going to start giving you guys the links on like Amazon um, because We've got Prime. If you don't have Prime, like, it's some, I I feel like I've forgotten what it's like to live in that small town where sometimes it's hard to find the arts and crafts store you need and maybe you're not quite sure what the exact utensil you need is or the tool you need is or any of that stuff. So I'm gonna start helping you guys out a little bit more with that. And in return, I would like you guys to start showing me a little bit more photos of your stuff because I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing and it means a lot to me that you guys are doing this. So... I think that'll do it for today. Stay tuned for that um, arts and crafts video. Hopefully, I'm going to say by the end of next week, um, we'll be able to get that going. I There's nothing sadder than a half-done craft that is just sitting in my office. Um, so I really, really want to get to it. I've done two-thirds of it. So, But the, the last part is like a really fun, cool, a little cool one. So so we'll get to that. And um, yeah, till then, we'll see you next time. Um, feel free to tweet at us, Diz Pop Show. Uh, like us on there, um go on Instagram, follow us. Although I'm terrible at posting photos right now. I'm sorry. I'll start doing that a little bit more when I see cool stuff. I forget. I forget that now there's other people out there that are like into this like me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna embrace you guys a little mo- more. But um so that's all Dispop Show. Facebook Dispop Show, Instagram, Dispop Show, Twitter Dispop Show. Um I'm I'm gonna say subscribe to our YouTube feed. Um subscribe or the YouTube channel dis unplugged and subscribe to the iTunes channel because videos like this are just going to start popping up. I'm going to start veering away from that regular schedule more and more and just kind of break this down into sections, like segments. I mean, I'm still going to have the show, but I want to, I just want to, like this Pokemon Go thing, like hopefully we'll be able to make that an audio show for you guys listening, but I just, I want to be able to stream this information out to you more as I'm getting it, as opposed to like waiting for a show to gather it all because I mean, come on, it's pop culture. We love it, we love it, we can't get enough of it. So that's that. Um, thanks for hanging out guys. Sorry this episode was a little bit of a mess, my dogs. Oh, they finally decided to lay down at the very end but they appreciate it. <laughs> They, You guys love it, wanna do it here, right? Yeah, they love me, they love you. Um, and that's it. So I will, uh, I will see you guys in the next episode of Diz Pop.